What is going on? It is Thursday, June 29th. If you didn't realize, it's the 30th, actually. It's June 30th. And it's the last day of the month and the quarter. Last day of the quarter. And the half year. And the, and the half year. What else is it? M. Q two H one all of the things they're coming to a close today. All that to say, we got a couple people scrambling around the dealership world. <laughs> you even got some fiscal year ends. We got some buddies in Australia. That's they're like, true. this is our fiscal year end. Things I, are crazy I around why here. Why the fiscal yeah. year end for everyone is halfway through the year? It's the strangest thing. It is. Like, let's just make it halfway through the year. But no, without a doubt, um, the end of the quarter, the end of the month is always a hustle and bustle. The end of the quarter is a bigger hustle and bustle. And midway point through the year is really the benchmark moment when everyone says like, all right, is it going to be like, are we going to do the same thing in the second half? Are we going to do more? Obviously, dealers are like, we're going to do more, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a checkpoint, right? Actually, I saw I saw a post the other day. It was like... Uh, Today's the day that you can basically remove a zero on the number of books that you are going to read this year, right? It's like, <laughs> uh, if you're not quite going to get there, just drop a zero. You know, if it was 20 and you got to go to two, two. you'll be okay. <laughs> man, that's crazy. Man. People sit out to read 20 books. I, I don't even get that. I mean, I don't even know where you put the time. in. Well, the day, well, look, I mean, I think people probably don't read nearly as much like news and articles as we do in general. Like if you add up all sure. if you add for up sure. all the words, even that we read be by like 630 a.m. It's a lot. Right. It's a yeah, lot. That's true. That's we read true. a lot of words. So we're going to take a, a little trip this morning, uh, do a mid-year check in on a lot of things. And it ties into some of the stories we're going to talk about. Um, man, this six months has been insane for us. Odoo. Like I started listing out the things like, oh, let's do, I'm not good at celebrating wins. I'm just not. I just don't right. look back very often. And even I should and stop for a moment, but I don't. This gave me a moment to stop and look back. And this year alone, in the past six months, we could probably actually say in like the past four months. Okay. We formed a company. A soda is an incorporation. We brought on seven dealer investors. We Wait, hired. Did, I, hold on. Did we even, I can't even remember if we knew by January 1st that we, we were did actually not. going to we form did a not. company. I don't think we had that like dialed in yet at that point. <laughs> that that thought maybe existed like in concept form maybe, but we didn't have serious discussions about it. So we're like, hey, we're making this thing a company. Uh, we we brought on seven dealer investors as a, we'll call it a pre-seed round. Um, we doubled our podcast listenership. Uh, we covered NADA as press. We held a sold out event at the uh, one of the nights of digital deal, our family reunion remix, uh, we participated in our first state ADA meeting, which was very uh, eye opening. I guess we'll use that. Uh, and we have like we're just halfway through the year. We're just You've getting gone started. From zero employees to six employees. That's right. Right. I mean, like we've got we've just got people that are team members that are diving in day in day out. You get to meet some of them online and on the interwebs. And honestly, like. We could not have gotten to this point without, like, if it was just you, me, and Danielle, there's no way we would be doing what we're doing on a daily basis today. No. So kudos to that team because we couldn't pull off NADA or a daily email or VADA or, or digital dealer without that team just going to work and going hard every single day. No kidding. And now we have uh, plans for a lot more in the second half of the year. Actually, we're going to be talking about this more soon, but we're about to launch two new podcast, which we're super Ooh. excited about. A little more long form, uh, going a little deeper. We like to keep our hands in the dirt of the industry. Um, we get to spend a lot of time in dealerships and with people, and we're going to bring a lot of that to you. And um, we think a really fun way, but let's be honest, the big talk 
of the second half of the year is going to be a SodaCon. It already is. It is. It is. It's going to be a really fun event. We've we had just more conversations yesterday, and uh, someone was like, "Well, not a lot of people know about this thing yet." And I'm like, "That's right, because we're about to turn on the fire hose." Yes, and it, it will be a fire hose. <laughs> so Tuesday, we're we're launching tickets. So if you're a dealer and you want to go. Try to get your tickets on Tuesday because we don't know how long tickets are going to last. We only have 600. Um, you know, we think probably by between collaborators and things like that, by the end of Tuesday, we're probably going to have less than 300. Um, industry right. partners, if you're an industry partner and you're not a part of the event, you we only have 50 industry partner tickets. 5-0 industry partners five tickets zero. available, yep. period. So the only people that will even have a, have a shot at getting a ticket to be live at a SodoCon will be on the pre-registration list at a SodoCon Dot com. We're about to launch the site. We're about to t- about to talk about all the information. Announce our keynote speaker, our, th- our speakers and collaborators, and we have sixty days of content plan leading up to it. It's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. It's go- it is going to be insane. I'm I'm really excited about it, and uh, yeah, we just hope that the community will join us because it's it is a community effort. Um, to you know, I, I actually posted about this last night on LinkedIn. It's just. You know, the reason why we do this is to build community. It's literally like the reason we wake up every single day is because we want to bring a big community together that moves the industry forward together. Like we're not trying to we're not trying to sell anything. We're not trying to, you know, push our our beliefs on anyone. It's just, hey, look, there's a lot of people that are moving in the same direction. We we do things differently, Always. but if we move in that same direction, we know that franchise retail automotive stays vibrant, so alive, and well. You know the the truth is that there are so many um, there are so many opposing opinions within our community, which makes it's me wild. so happy. Right? You don't have to think the same way or agree on the same philosophy or business mentality or you do business one way. Like that's cool. It's cool because that's how we're all going to get better. That is truly what the Asoto community is about. And man, you said it. It truly is a community. That's what we're doing. We hope you join us in person. And if not, hey, be part of the podcast. Be part of the live stream. Be a part of the email. Be a part, Hit the reply button when you get our email every day. Because uh, we, Please hit the reply button. Send us something Send goofy. us a little send love. Us send good. us something funny. Yes. Right. Because like, we read them. We listen. We engage. We answer. And sometimes we feature them on the show. Speaking of getting into the show. Stop. <laughs> Segway. Time. Uh, I was so much more. I thought you I thought you had. But you were like just getting that, into the show. No, we just, <laughs> just getting into the show because like we're, we're still in the intro and we got it. We got we got a show to do. People got people got a month to close, man. You got a there month to go. close. Um, okay, so um, speaking of closes, that's how it's done. Okay, go ahead. You can so, bring in the story. Now. Yeah. Go. So there's a lot of talk about just the fact that today, being the close of the first half of the year, is kind of that that flag in the sand or flag in the dirt for markets and and a lot of people that pay attention to the stocks pay attention to what has happened in markets over the first half of the year you know there there are multiple stock uh stock market exchanges that have entered bear markets kind of jumped right out of them jumped back in right that 20 percent down from the year start uh and and so you know not everything is lost because uh, what what it what it looks like historically is that anytime a, a massive drop in in the stock market in the first half of the year happens, we see a a large rising average. So the so the data is in every year this S and P five hundred dropped at least fifteen percent in the first two quarters. It rose an average of twenty four percent in the second two quarters. So I, I mean, 
even even this morning i was looking and the news as i'm running at the at the gym was gas prices are beginning to come down for the summer and everyone was expecting that you know going into july that gas prices are going to rise because of demand and so i, I think the future is hopeful for me oh, especially I from think, a market perspective I think it's always hopeful for us so yeah. being being the the kind of the worst start since 1970 the years Kyle's talking about is 1932 1939 1940 1962 and 1970 and all of those years when the market dropped 15 it always went up 24 can't say that past performance is an indicator of future performance but we're just but. saying like you know although the markets affect all Americans, right? They affect our daily lives and all that. The truth is, us in the automotive industry, us us little group of people over here, we understand that dealership profits and the profitability of our businesses overall aren't actually reflecting the markets. No, they're, they're absolutely not because, you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, large stakeholders, um, big publics, software, all of that type of stuff. And, you know, the, the smaller businesses have the opportunity to be flexible and move within the market and approach customers where they're at. And so that flexibility of being a small business owner is really where you have the opportunity to win because you're not guided 100% by market indicators. That's right, man. I mean, like I see... Th we look all over the industry, both dealers and industry partners, and I see a whole lot of thriving. A whole yeah. lot of thriving. And why? Well, because like you said, dealers are seasoned entrepreneurs. If you're attached to retail auto, you are see like hitting up, you know, tension and you know, uncertainty. It's like your morning breakfast cereal if you're in this business. We can take it. We can handle it. Actually, it's better for us, right? What was that? Yeah, we eat market forces for breakfast. We eat Let's market go. forces for breakfast. Put that on a t-shirt. And sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of market forces. Yeah. All right. Okay. 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 Lean in for a second because this is going to seem a little bit bad before it seems better. <laughs> We, we, we haven't covered this story yet. It's been it's been kind of circulating around this week. But the FTC uh, is coming for dealer add-ons and advertising in some proposed new rules in a June 27th notice of regulations with passed their commission by a four-to-one vote and now goes into a period of uh, consumer feedback, a 60-day period. So these new regulations would significantly change the way um, dealers can present and offer and sell their FNI products and also talk about them online. Um, new regulations would ban add-ons as they determine that they determine add no value to the consumer. So basically, mm -hmm. you're looking at things, anything that would be on a bump sticker, anything that would be on an addendum, right? Whether it's gap insurance or nitrogen air in your tires or paint sealant or a whole bunch of other things. The FTC is now saying, like, actually, they're going to be the ones to determine whether or not it adds value to the consumer, which is very, very interesting and going to be Paul, very tricky. We may or may not have been talking about this type of stuff for a hot minute. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm just, just throwing it, it out there. I was going to say just, I told you so, but <laughs> right, it's we like, told you so. So, so what you're saying is the people that make the rules four to one, and now what's the next step? Consumer review, hmm? well, consumer feedback, consumer feedback. Well, right? and it's, I don't, like, I, I, I don't predict there's going to be a line of consumers <laughs> standing up for the dealers, right? Yeah, it's like no, no, no. They should definitely be selling us stuff that we don't need. Those blood sucking. Stop yeah. that! You know, whatever they're doing, I'm sure it's wrong, right? 
yeah, no. And which is why we talk about solving the, the consumer perception of auto dealers. And we're going to flip the script a little bit here in just a second. So um, a little bit more from this. So, you know, gap insurance, extended warranties that overlap the manufacturer's warranties. Here's a quote um, from uh, Director Samuel Levine. He says, as auto prices surge, the commission is taking comprehensive action to prohibit junk fees, bait and switch advertising, and other practices that hit consumers' pocketbooks. Um, Our proposed rule would save consumers time, money, and help ensure a level playing field for honest dealers. Now, I want to just add, there are some dishonest dealers. Without a doubt. Right? Without a doubt. And in every business. And it's right. not just dealers. I don't <laughs> care what so business true, you're in. That's so true, man. Yeah. Grocery, and, and auto corner dealers store get a bad rap, but like, it, all day. like corner store, franchise, you know, like. Don't, just fill in any, the blank, anything. man. <laughs> fill in the blank. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nowhere where there aren't. It just gets amplified and magnified. And granted, there's some deceptive practices going on, right? And so that just gets magnified and amplified throughout the industry. Um, there was one dissenting opinion, you know, four to one. Um, they said, look, the market's changing so fast. There are different sales models being presented and approved, like the Tesla's direct-to-consumer. And, yep. and the dissenting voice was like, even if we come up with rules and regulations, they're not going to be homogenous and they'll be outdated before we can even enact them. Without that out. You know, so um, there are advertising rules that go along with this. um, And that would be requiring dealers to post all possible add-ons and options and their prices online. So consumers know everything that could be presented in the FI office and they have to be posted online. Um, There are some also things about misleading prices um, you know, on advertisements, you know, you have to see the, the disclosure of the cash price without any options, right? So you can see that price. And, you know, like some, look, some of the stuff is good. Some of the stuff is really healthy. Some of the stuff is like consumer thinking first, which is what we believe we should right, always Right, but some of it's also data overloaded. Absolutely. Like how is a customer supposed to, that's not all good for the it's customer. It's not helpful. No. Right? It's, it's not helpful. So, I mean, Look, even even if this passes, right, it's definitely going to cause pain. It's going to force us, I think, to be more consumer-centric and more consumer-minded and to communicate better, uh, to present products um, in a more holistic way. And look, if there is something that you're presenting that doesn't add value to the customer, well, let's get that out of the way. Maybe it's been a ground ball for you in the past, but let's get that out of the way and let's think, okay, like the consumers are still willing to spend money. Like, let's put something in there and find a way that we can actually bring them some substantial value from it. So, yes, exactly. I mean, you know, like everything, right? These, these types of things come in and it's going to be this jockeying of, of you know, where it lands and how we respond. We can't really control where it lands. We can try to influence it, speak up, have consumers advocate for us, which is why we need consumers to feel like dealers and know what dealers are doing because then they will advocate for us. But, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the bad news in a good way. I don't know if it's bad news. Speaking of dealers that are working to fix the perception of auto. I got you. I knew that. I that one was coming from like minute one in the podcast. Well, look, we, we built this. We built the show up. this morning, and we're like, you know, <laughs> if we're going to talk about this FTC thing, we got to like talk about something awesome that's going on, and they happen all the time. So, go for it. Oh, you, okay. You, you know, you all know right. this dealer, right? So, you you have some uh, some older relationships. Yeah. So in dealer. our in our search to find, uh, hey, let's let's find something unique to talk about this morning. On the flip side. Um, found a, de- a story about an upstate New York dealer group uh, putting on this really creative high-speed charity event. Uh, Galt Toyota, which is part of the Galt Automotive Group, which is only about 50 minutes from me. My, my previous company, Image Auto, that I had built, we used to service this dealer group, and they were awesome, awesome people. Well, they went on a four-hour blitz. 
for their annual Galt Gives campaign, making 23 stops and giving out $50,000 to community uh, organizations. Here's the coolest wow. thing about this. They've been doing Galt Gives since 2017. They were like, how can we, how can we like really think about how we can best help these? Because some of them don't need the money. They actually need more awareness. So they were mm. like, we're going to do this blitz and we're going to go to 23 stops and, and give the money in person just so we can get media attention, some earned media. Um, we can you know talk about the different stops more instead of just sitting in one place. We're like, we gave over $50,000 to charity. So yeah. um, uh, GM Alan Eagles, he's the son-in-law of the owners, Bob and Connie Galt. He says, uh, we did it to bring awareness to these nonprofits. A lot of people don't know they exist and they all do wonderful things. A lot of them need help, but they need volunteer help. They don't even need the money. So we're bringing right. awareness to what they do and that's the goal. And I was like, send that to your local FTC rep, will you? Well, and think about that. Uh, if if that's the reality in Johnson City, New York, that... Which isn't very places, big, by the way. Th that these places need volunteers over money? What what can we do? Continue. I mean, especially a regionalized dealer group that maybe has the employee staff to go support these people outside of just the monetary funds that we bring to them. Yep. You, that is a massive opportunity to be in and amongst the community, not just push money, not just push dollars on the community. It's get involved at a local level, like go serve, go be at these places, encourage, you know, uh, like uh, the, the Nelson organization that I was with gave volunteer days off once per quarter. They gave eight hours a, a quarter That's so that so you cool. could go volunteer on, at any nonprofit in the city or go on a mission trip. So do things like that that get your people integrated into the community, not just your dollars, because honestly, that's a that's it's it's also a big piece of retention yeah. because the the millennial and Gen Z want to actually be involved in the community. We just that, talked about this last week, right? That's actually a piece of them being sticky at your uh, at, at your organization Yeah, and feeling like you're fulfilling you're, you're being a holistic component to their overall, you know, happiness yep. and fulfillment in life being yes. able to serve and being freed up to serve while not worrying about their pay for that day really just man we could we literally could talk about stories like this all day and your dealers you know if you're an industry partner you're around dealers all day you know you see all the charitable involvement you see the people being mobilized right um, you're not seeing you know tesla employees or carvana employees right you're not seeing them in your local community because we're part of the fabric of the community, right? Like you start t pulling out the threads that are auto dealers and you realize the fabric gets pretty bare and it doesn't really do much anymore. Yes, just exactly. Yep. Well, there you go. Halfway through the year. We've been a little Ooh. busy. We got halfway to go. So thanks for being on the journey with us. Step up, step in. Don't worry about what gets thrown at you because you know what it is. We're the automotive industry. We got this.